0: Hello, I'm Daryanka, it's Youth Choice, and this is School Days, where we ask the pros about their life in school and how it led them into a media career. On the show, we have former Hart presenter and now Premier League TV host, it's Becky Ives.
1: Hi, thank nice you nice for having you. me.
0: So, to kick things off, I'm going to ask you a few questions about your school days. Okay. Um, kind of a very generic question. In three words, how would you describe yourself in school?
1: Oh, in school. Um, gosh, okay, how would I describe myself? So, Hardworking passionate, and I'm going to say a little bit edgy.
0: Why would you say edgy?
1: Because I didn't always conform, let's just say, (laughs) to perhaps what I should have conformed to. Um, No, I was just very passionate. I was very driven. And yeah, sometimes I didn't quite toe the line that I was meant to. Never did anything too horrendous, but yeah. So I'm going to say those three words.
0: All right. So what was your favorite subject and why?
1: Um, PE was always one of my favourite subjects. Um, I wasn't great at the anatomy and physiology, biology side of it, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely loved the physical side Mm -hmm. of it. Um, Got me up out of the classroom. I'm not a 9-to-5 person. I don't (laughs) like sitting behind a desk. So it got me out there, got me doing different things, different sports. Um, Working as part of a team Mm -hmm. was always... Something that I loved, I loved that camaraderie and that team spirit. So yeah, yeah PE was definitely my favorite.
0: What was that, your favorite sport that you did in, like, in lessons?
1: Um, netball. netball. I was the first team netball captain, i have you know. I know, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yeah, netball. Um, we were lucky at my school, we had a swimming pool, so oh, wow. yeah, so yeah. we sort of did a lot of swimming, which was great. Um, we played our alternative sorts. Racket sports aren't my forte, but I did used to enjoy badminton with mm. Mr. Frost every Tuesday. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Mr. Frost.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was the biggest challenge you faced while you were at school?
1: Um, oh, school is such... I mean, looking back on it now, you don't realise it at the time, but school is such a complicated, exciting... Mm-hmm. You know, at 17 years old, then they're expecting you to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's just a little bit like, you know, I'm <laughs> 33 now, and now I've got to the job the dream job that i wanted to get to so um i think school is don't get me wrong it's a great place you've got to educate yourself it's great to pick up friends and you learn so much about who you are um but i think it's really challenging knowing the the society dictates there is this pressure that you're supposed to know what you want to do at 18 years old which Mm -hmm. i just don't think is the case i think you've got to experience different things obviously you have a clear goal of what you like and what you're into and you've got an idea but there is no set route into particularly the creative industry into Mm -hmm. where you want to go sometimes that doesn't mean that you go to university and follow the standard route that perhaps society dictates you should say You've got to find your own way, do your own thing, because mm. everybody's individual.
0: Okay, so what got you interested in media?
1: Um, okay, I was that kid at 11 years old that would watch Top of the Pops and then play the tape back mm-hmm. and learn the dance routines. Like, that was me. <laughs> there was always something that I was like, God, I really want to do that. Whether I was any good at it is a different story. Um, but I loved it. And I was just sort of attracted to it's sort of a different career path it was out of the norm it wasn't mm-hmm. normal um, with sport i was obsessed with the live atmosphere it was like i was addicted to that environment mm. of something that was yeah wasn't the normal it was out of the normal i was obsessed with watching sports people how they performed their mentality of how what they've been through to get to that point to be yeah. the best I was always obsessed with wanting to know how people did it mm-hmm. and the fact that there was no just set route into something um, and my kind of motto, is that the right word? Yeah. I don't even know if that's even a thing, um, was always somebody's got to do it, yeah. why can't it be me? That was always my thing from when I was about eight, nine years old mm-hmm. and you yeah, I think my mom and dad at times were like okay <laughs> with the crazy ideas that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I always knew that a nine-to-five office job, I respect people that can do that mm-hmm. because it's just not a life for me, isn't yeah. that?
0: So, speaking of, you know, you said that it's people that, you watch sports, of course, and you are very fond of their mentality. Who mm. do you look up to the most?
1: In terms of, sports. what, a specific person in sports? Yeah. Um, It kind of... I was obsessed with David Beckham when I was growing up (laughs) for various reasons. Mm. Um, But (laughs) sort of a sportsman, I would say David Beckham, because I just think, wow, what he's achieved and how he's managed to... His career, he was... You know, people ridiculed him a little bit back in the day because of the way he speaks or you know just stupid superficial things like that but at the end of the day look at what he's done Mm -hmm. he is somebody that's so switched on he's created he knew football finished between the age of 30 and 35 and he's created an empire from it he had that that sight to be able to see where he needed to go he knew what he was good at he knew what he could do and I think it's incredible that he's created an entire lifestyle and empire from being a footballer yeah. sort of thing. So I think sportsman definitely David Beckham. I look up to every woman that works in sport because I know what it's taken for them to get there, especially sometimes in more male-dominated sports. Yeah. Um, Gabby Logan, incredible broadcaster. Claire Balding, incredible broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got sort of new people coming through, people like Laura Woods who present a lot of football. Um, But yeah, any woman that gets themselves into a position within a male world, Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, fair play to you. And then Holly Willoughby, because I really like her style. (laughs) Like, there's random people that I'm like, oh, I really like Holly Willoughby. She doesn't do sports, but she's got great style. Frankie Bridge from The Saturdays, somebody else that I'm just like, oh, God, I really like her style. So, I, you know, people crop up all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I have massive respect for anybody that works in the creative industry. I think fair play to you. It's a tough old game out there.
0: All right. So, being a full football fanatic myself. <laughs> Who's your uh, team? Arsenal.
1: Okay. Someone's got to be. It's all right.
0: Yeah, so what do you support?
1: <laughs> I'm Manchester United. It could be worse, I could have said Tottenham <laughs> to you.
0: Yeah, but you're still a rival.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very true, that's very true.
0: Yeah, so I want to talk to you about your new exciting job at the Premier League. Yes. What would you say the transition was like from radio to TV?
1: Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? Um, it was made a lot easier because of radio, I got this live broadcast experience, which is invaluable. Mm -hmm. Um, Every day for four and a half years, we did live. We couldn't retake. You have Mm. to watch what you say. You can't swear, (laughs) like, and it's kind of crazy. As soon as someone says you can't, you kind of feel like that's all you want to do, and it's Mm -hmm. really weird. Um, So making the transition into TV was made easier by the radio, even though they are slightly different skills. Because radio, you're not... Mm, radio's changing because they now have cameras in the studio and stuff, but effectively, you're not really in front of a camera. You don't yeah. think about it. Whereas when you're doing football presenting in TV, you are in front of a camera and you know that you're on screen. Um, but yeah, the live experience was great. The fundamentals are still the same, though. Whether you're working in radio or TV, you're just telling a fan, <laughs> a friend, about what's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, whether that be a story on radio that's relatable about, oh my gosh, has this ever happened to you? Yesterday I did this. And somebody's listening to that in the car and they're thinking, oh yeah, I do that all the time. Or whether you're on the TV and I'm telling you, as I'm telling you what's happened mm-hmm. last night in the Europa League for Arsenal. Yeah. I'm just telling you personally, you don't really think about the wider audience. Mm-hmm. So effectively, I just try and keep it really, really simple. I don't try and think about, that there's currently a gallery with yeah. probably just, I don't know, 30 people in there and there's lights and sound. Just concentrate on yourself. And I, I just literally think of myself as one fan telling another fan about the sport that we both love. And it's the same with radio. I'm telling you about a tune that I think you're gonna love because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they can make up their own mind whether they like it or not, <laughs> you know, but music passion, <laughs> music passion.
0: So um, as you said, I know your love of sports, Yes. but I want to know, what was your favourite sport as a child, like playing?
1: Okay, so I was a swimmer and a high board diver, and I did both of those sports um, alongside each other. I literally spent every night in a swimming pool after school, <laughs> Monday to Friday. Um, I was a swimmer and a diver to a county and national standard, so I did represent um, Yorkshire, was the county where I was from, and then I was in the Great Britain Diving Federation
0: mm-hmm. as
1: well. So I, those are two of my sports. I say I love netball. Um, those were the main ones that I played. But football was also like the passion that right. I went to every game with my dad. I'd sit and watch match of the day, even though I've been at the game of the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Football fans, that's what we yeah. do, isn't it? We, we watch the game, then we watch the highlights, and then we watch the next highlight show. Um, so yeah, I'd say those are my favourite sports growing up. And I just loved team mm. stuff that I could get involved with. I've never been very good at being on my own. I'm much more of a team player.
0: Okay, so you said you were from Yorkshire. Yes. Was that, like, a challenge to try and get into the media industry?
1: Yeah, so I knew nobody that did what I did. I'm from a very small village up in Yorkshire. Leeds is the nearest city that we had. And, yeah, I grew up in an environment that was very sporty but wasn't media sports. Mm. Um, It was just people played sports. So yeah, it seemed like an entire world away. I didn't know anybody. I don't have a dad that plays sports, that's famous. I don't have an auntie that works as a director somewhere. I literally had to start from scratch and I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I think that's the most, like I had no idea. I just knew that I wanted to do it. And I think if you've just got that in you, Mm -hmm. you'll make it happen, you'll find a way somehow. And I got down to London by doing musical (laughs) theater. I mean, where did that even come from, you know? like. It just kind of happened that way. And then when I was in London, in the location, that's when you start seeking out, Okay, now I'm here, now what do I do? What's the next step? But now I didn't know anybody. There's a big old world out there that I was just going to dive into and hope for the best. (laughs) Pray that it worked out.
0: So finally, we wanted to know what were your top tips on how to succeed in the media industry?
1: Top tips, practice. For a start. Practice, practice, practice. Um, do something every day, just a small thing, but do something every day that makes you feel like you've furthered your career. Whether that be you send one email, okay. whether that be you edit something that you've filmed, um, whether that be you seek out phone numbers for somebody that you can call. You just have to do something every day to keep going. Um, You know, all this thing about drive, passion, determination. I mean, that's already in all of us that want to be creative. Otherwise, we wouldn't even take the first steps into it. So that's a given. Um, But what I would say is just don't give up. Mm. You're not going to get to where you want to be within the space of 12 months. It's just not going to happen. The reality is it's not going to happen. It might happen to one person. There is always a story the one person out of your year group that does walk straight into a job. Nailed it, done. It's not gonna happen for the majority of people. So just keep going, do something every day to forge your career, um, and just don't give up. I promise you, you will get there. Because either you're hounding a company enough that eventually they're gonna go, oh my God, just shut this person up and let them come in for the day, or, they're going to see something and go, okay, yeah, Yeah. we'll take them. But just keep going. Drip feed that information to companies all the time. And don't be afraid, you know, everyone in the creative industry, nine times out of ten, people want to help you. They're not wanting to quash that ambition. So if you show you've got it, keep going. Practice. As I say, just practice. Gain experience where you can. You're going to have to work for free. You're going to have to spend money on clothes to make sure you've got the right outfit. But just keep the faith that in Mm. the end, Going to come full circle for you.
0: Okay, so thank you very much for talking to me.
1: Not at all, thank you.
0: This has been the School Day Show on Youth Trace.